All right, man. So, how's it going today? How you doing today, bro? Good, great. Excited to be here on this platform with you. Nice, nice, nice. So, this is the first episode of the podcast, uh, Nobody's Favorite Podcast. I mean, we got uh, Mr. LaShawn Marston on here. You know, tell us about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? Uh, man, young, young black man, 35 years old, born and raised in Queens, New Yorker, uh, born in South Jamaica, Queens, really raised in Queensbridge. Um, I'm an artist, uh, I'm a father, I'm a son, I'm a brother, um, ultimately, like, I embody every aspect of being, so whatever it calls for, like, sometimes I'm a scientist, sometimes I'm, I'm an agriculturalist, right, sometimes I'm a doctor, right, um, whatever it calls for, whatever's needed of me to build myself and build those around me, you know, I'll take on any role, um, but 35 years old, man, and just a brother struggling to make a difference. Nice, 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 nice. So, what are you doing? We, we, we got you here on the on the, on the podcast. Um, we hear you're running for uh, district councilman, correct? City council. City yeah, council. That's, that's like in another year and a half, though. I just made the announcement, put out there to start. You know, because um, so uh, campaigning, campaigning is like some people got to campaign. That's something you do, um, you know, for a specific time to get elected. But my campaign is my life work. My life work is my campaign. I'm always campaigning for others, not so much for me. Um, so, a couple things we want to hear about. Our first thing is this. Urban communities, the hood, you know, where we're from, me and you, we're from the same place, you know. We're from uh, the same block, you know, right right across right across the, the playground from each other. So, my thing is this. Now, how do you feel about the state of urban communities right now, you know? Uh, what do you think can be done to improve these areas if they can be improved? Um, well, everything can be improved, right? Um, alchemy. Alchemy is taking one thing from its basic element to its highest form. So everything is alchemy. Everything has the potential to transform. That's number one, because everything is, is alive, living cells, right? So everything evolves. Always and constantly, it's always in motion. Um, so urban communities are always in motion. And what I think about urban communities, urban communities, um, the hood is uh how you say it is uh it's like it's like uh an empire a state of royalty that doesn't know a state of royalty a place of royalty or a state of royalty filled with people who don't know that they're royalty right with people who thinks completely opposite about themselves and what they truly are and so um which is why you have in history some of the people who have come from some of the worst circumstances the worst environments they've gone on to be the most inspiring people and create the most change Right, so literally, like from the dirt, right, the hood is considered bad, a negative place, a place that's drug infested, a place that is filled with people who kill each other, filled with people who don't know how to express their emotions, filled with people who, um, you know, uh, are crazy or have mental illness, they're filled with these people who um, don't want more, are hopeless, right? That's not by accident. All of those, um, all of those issues, all of those situations and circumstances, none of them are by accident. Right, but every person experiencing any of those things has the potential to turn it around and do the complete opposite, right? And be what no one thought they could be, be what sometimes maybe they didn't even think they could be. So I think urban communities um, is like a, a place where you find diamonds in the rough, right? Um, uh, two friends of mine a couple of years ago did a song. Um, a friend of mine's Ruck, uh, Naquan Wright from Queensbridge, um, clothing designer, entrepreneur, and a hip hop artist. 
um, goes by the name Rock. He did a um, he did an IMQB album, and one of his tracks he did with a sister named Nazarene, and he did a track called New Kimmick, and they were talking about Queensbridge. Um, Queensbridge is is it's like Kimmick, meaning that um, like in Kemet, ancient Egypt. So many people came from there. So many people went there, studied, learned, grew, and then went around the world to empower people and to educate people and to uplift people and to impact people. And that's the same thing people from Queensbridge have done, whether it's music, whether it's fashion, whether it's sports, right? Whether it's, well, we got filmmakers and judges and lawyers from Queensbridge. You know, we got people from Queensbridge who've built hospitals, right, and done, like, monumental things that have had monumental impact on the whole world at large. All people, all ethnic backgrounds, Every financial status um, you could think of, people from Queensbridge has positively impacted um, folks. So, um, again, Queensbridge as being a representation of the hood, right, as being the hood, um, is that, is, is Kemet, is, is a place of greatness, a place where stars are born. Okay. But it's a place also, like I said, where so many people don't know that they're stars. And if you don't know that you're a star, then you have no problem. Um, I mean, if you don't know you're a star, you're not even shining. So you have no problem taking someone else's shot. This is you know, true. So, um, I guess that, that's the best way I can explain it. Um, in a positive way, right? Because it is all positive to me now. Nice, nice. This is true. I can agree with you on a lot of levels for that. I can agree with you on many levels. You know, um, so much talent just buried in the in, in the hood. You know, so much, so much overlooked. So many people who don't have the opportunity to go to certain schools and don't have the opportunity to be seen by certain scouts and recruiters. And they're just forced into a life that they never would have chosen had he been given the the opportunity to be who they wanted to be. 100%. 100%. And the hood is also... um, So that's from a person growing up in the hood perspective. Other people, the hood is a place that's forgotten. It's a place looked at as less than... Right? Are you come from the hood? Are you living in the projects? Like I've met plenty of people in my life, um, girls who said they never did a guy in the projects, and guys who said they would never date a girl in the projects. Meanwhile, they're not living too much better than the people they talk about that they want and date. They may be making the same money, right? They may be dressing the same thing, may never go to the same places. It's just the the look of it and the idea of projects is bad or the hood equals bad and pop and, and poverty and a poverty mindset. Yep. I can That's tell you so many people's perspective. I can tell even you from, from the experience, hood, man. People from the hood have that perspective about the hood. Absolutely, absolutely, man. It's it's crazy because like I can tell you from experience, like living out here in Pennsylvania in the Poconos, you know, um, certain people look at the hood, like and meaning the housing projects of New York and New Jersey and different urban communities as like a living graveyard. Like, they see just drug infestation. They see people who are going nowhere. They see that that's where you were born and that's where you're going to die, you know? Wow. So it's 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 horrible. It's hard to see that. It's hard to deal with certain things like that. And to know that, like, there's so much that the these neighborhoods have to offer. There's so much that they can give the communities. There's so much they can give other communities. There's so much they can do for the world. But they're just, like you said, they're tossed away. They're tossed to the side, you know? They're just disregarded. And it's shunned, and it's 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 sad. Yeah, man. No. Yep. All right, man. So let's see. Let's 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 move on. So let's um. All right. Let's let's talk about police. You know, that's a big topic. That's a that's a touchy topic. That's something that a lot of people are um. Some people are very vocal about. Some people are kind of they kind of shy away from. But um, now police in urban communities. You know, do you yes. think that police should 
you know, patrol and um, regulate the communities that they're from. Because, you know, in New York, most police are not allowed to, you know, patrol the areas they're from because of, you know, certain biases. You know, it's looked at like they may allow some of their friends to get away with certain crimes that they wouldn't allow other people to get away with. And it's certain things, you know, and um, personally, I don't know. You know, what, what, what do you what do you think about those things? Um, so first and foremost, uh, a couple of weeks ago, back in I think back in September, early September, there was a um, uh, CCRB had a forum in Queensbridge. The Civilian Complaint Review Board had a forum in Queensbridge, and the Civilian Complaint Review Board, the CCRB, is an organization um, constructed to take complaints against law enforcement in New York City, right? Take complaints and then make suggestions and ultimately do something about it. Um, so the CCD. The C, I mean, CCRB took a little bit of credit for the arrest of Daniel Pablo Tiano, or whatever his name is, that killed Eric Gardner, right? It says because of them um, or because of their influence that ultimately he got fired and lost his job, okay. whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. At that forum, we spoke about police and community relationships. And one thing I, I spoke about then that I'm going to speak about now is that police and community, number one, understand what the word police means by itself. To keep in order... Right, to keep in order, if that's what it means to police someone, to keep them in order and help them follow a set um, set standard of guidelines. Mm-hmm. Right, That means police someone. So in that, I think, and I know that every police department in America spawns from capturing right, and keeping in order right, um, black folk or African Americans or, in other words, niggas. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And so, um, I don't think anyone, right? I don't think no no organization that forms that's part of the government can properly and effectively police urban communities because inherently there is a, a, a inherent um, what's the word like inherently we are against each other and we know inherently like these people are not here for our for our benefit for our better good we just know that. Exactly. Absolutely. So. Then that leads into the situation where if there has to be a police force, which there uh, apparently, you know, we live yeah, in we a, a we live oh. in a government where that policing is what what this is what happens. Um, should should the, these people be from the communities? So it's maybe yeah. it is maybe so, it is called policing, but they're from these communities, so they're not trying to keep anyone in order. They're just trying to keep the peace. Order. Yeah. Exactly. They're just trying to keep the peace, right? Because if I'm from my community. And if I learn certain things about, you know, um, psychology, I learn how people think, I learn, you know, when people are going through certain things under certain duress, how they might react, how they might express that. If they, if they don't have certain tools, right, to express it in a positive way, they may express it in a um, destructive way, self-destructive or detrimental to others, <clears throat> right? So if I know that and I'm from the community, then my ways and my methods of keeping the peace and keeping order it's going to be completely different than just arresting someone or, you know, hurting someone physically, like, you know, either either physically just beating someone or shooting someone. That's going to be, uh, it's not going to be a thought or an option when you're from the community and you understand the people in that community because you can relate, right? So whatever decision they make, yeah, like, there's consequences, but that's, again, that's the agreement. As a community, we create an agreement, right? And anyone who goes outside that agreement, right, we vote on it, and anyone who goes outside and anyone who, sorry, anyone who goes outside of that, there's penalties. But those penalties have to be agreed upon by the whole community. Now, clearly we have situations where we say we'll vote on something and everyone doesn't come out, right? If everyone doesn't come out, so people say, well, I didn't know about it. 
Well, then, again, that's the way to... Oh, sorry about that. That's the whole... That's the majority rules. Interesting. So you want to go... So it sounds like you want to have something like rather than federal governments. Absolutely. 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 I think every... I think every... every Anything that's happening in the community should be developed and built and fueled by the people living in that community. From, from, from the education to the economics, right? Um, to the government, right? To how the community is governed. Because everybody thinks differently and no one knows their people other than the people who... Like you grow up around, you you know, you experience the same things, the same environment, the same weather, right? Um, the same similar living conditions, right? So I think that um, those people, those type of people, and those type of structures, um, it will decrease crime, right? And it will increase quality of life simultaneously. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree. I really feel like if more uh, people were able to regulate their own communities and ensure that the people in their own communities were safe, it would it would benefit more, you know, it would cause a, a more sense of community. You know, like if the police in the area were people you know from your area, you know what I mean? It's not, I, I don't think it would be, you know, oh, let's let this guy get away with selling drugs. I think it would be like, oh, you know, I feel more comfortable with, you know, um, Miss, Miss Jones, she feels more comfortable because she watched T, uh, TJ grow up from a child. She knows he's a good kid. She knows he's about his community. Now he's a police officer helping to keep the peace in his community. You know, she would feel a lot more comfortable with him than an outsider, someone she doesn't know, someone that she doesn't feel comfortable with, someone she doesn't even trust to call to her home if she feels unsafe. Absolutely, absolutely. And what, and what that also does, if you ask me, is um, that decreases the, the risk and the likelihood of someone even selling drugs. Because you know it's around you, and if you're growing up with these people, like in a, in a different structure, like that might be a last resort. Because now that creates more opportunity. Because if we have if we have true a true system, a true structure of quote unquote community policing, right? The people who are trained to like to I guess you could say patrol the neighborhood, um, they're not the only ones getting paid, right? You have people keeping books, people keeping records. You have photographers. Now you create a whole a truly a, a whole economy. Now you have photographers and journalists. Now you have people taking complaints. Just right, so promise them, but there's still certain complaints, maybe noise, right? Maybe certain things, certain other things that are not violent or um, relation to drugs or harmful. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can still create economy that creates more jobs. So again, the likelihood of someone someone sitting outside selling drugs it decreases that to me, in my opinion. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, I, I I completely agree with you, man. I definitely agree with you on that aspect of the the situation. Um, all right, so let's 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 move on a, a, a little far away from the uh, police aspect. You know, um, let's get to back to you. You're looking to um, run for, man. What, what, what are you campaigning? What, what, what district are you campaigning for? Uh, district 26. Okay, what does that consist of? Uh, Long Island City, um, part of Astoria, Sunnyside, and Woodside. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So pretty much the area that you grew up in. Yep. Wonderful. So it goes back to what we were just talking about, you know representing the area you grew up in you know people there yep. would feel comfortable with you representing them because they, they know you they know what you're about yep. they they can they, they can feel you you know then you're not just uh they don't they don't have to look you up on the internet to see what you're about you grew up yep. there you know what i mean so that that's 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 dope bro like that's cool i think a lot a lot more people should do that man instead of just going for the easy win a lot of like a lot of people try to run they see a little community that's doing bad they're not even from there and they just like you know what let me just let me just run i can take it over you know what I mean? That's that's, yeah. that's 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 not cool, man. That's that's crazy. All right, yeah, so but again, it, like you said, it goes back to policing. Like part of my 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 personal ideology 
Um, and my personal idea, I think that everyone from the community should work and go to school in that community they live in, right? Like within a few block radius. So then that right? brings us so, to this. Do you think that there should be, how, how do you think that these these schools should be funded? Because richer communities are would have the better technology, would be able to pay the better teachers. So do you think that there should be a, a certain program set in place by the city or by those communities that can offer these good teachers compensation for coming Absolutely. to these better to, to these uh, worst communities. Absolutely, one hundred percent, right? Because um, again, I think that part of humanity, part of compassion, is understanding, um, having an understanding of someone's circumstance, understanding that people are not always they like. Because you don't choose when you're born, you don't choose who your family are like. You don't choose that stuff. So a baby being born to a family who was uh, financially poor, it's not the child's fault. Um, now, in that, there are people from the urban communities, people from the hood, um, who go on to uh, create, you know, um, great careers for themselves, right? Go on to be scientists and, and, and all type of things, right? And, and generate a lot of money. And I think, clearly, I don't think we should force anyone to do anything, but I think um, just having more discussion about responsibility, Right, I think if people grow up understanding their responsibility to their community, then you don't have to force anyone. People are gonna understand like, damn, I made it out, and I might be making twenty million a year, or five million a year, or a million a year. Can I give ten percent to a community, to back to my community every year? If you have people doing that collectively, right? That's a lot. It's a little bit in terms of the individual, but it's a lot in terms of impact on the community, right? Um, especially a community like Queensbridge, where you have so many people, so many. People have become so successful. They have so much influence. Then we look at, okay, now let's say I, I blow up and, you know, I'm worth 50 million or 100 million or whatever the case may be. I can contribute my own money, right? That helps. But because of my influence, now I can get other people to help contribute their money to the cause. Absolutely. And I think, again, that's, that's, that's where you, um, social responsibility comes in. Like, what is your responsibility to your society? And I think um, the reason why a lot of us don't see a trickle down now because we didn't grow up with that. We didn't grow up, you know, I know I didn't grow up and the people before me and speaking to them, they didn't grow up understanding that I have a, I have a, a financial, I have a moral, and I have a social responsibility to the place that I grew up in. Regardless of what happened there, it made me who I am. Clearly there are experiences that push people away from love in their community. I get it. Someone's child was killed by somebody in the neighborhood and maybe everybody in the neighborhood knew and nobody did anything or said anything. That will push you to you know, like emotionally, um, maybe just on your community. I get it. I get those situations, right? And um, obviously, those people is like, yo, make your choice. Like, then I think as a community, we should still find ways to help that person, be there for that person, because we got to understand that as a community, we fail, right? If if a society or if a community could take pride in even bigger, even better than that, if a family could take pride in their child going to college and going on to create a great life for themselves and say we all did that. We're all responsible for helping that. Then if the person goes out and commits murder, you're also all responsible for that. Right? You know, you can't just take credit for the good stuff that happens to your family. You also got to take stuff for the bad. Let's see how your influence or lack thereof played a part in this person or these people making these decisions. Absolutely. Um, Self-accountability, man. 100%. <clears throat> Absolutely, bro. Now, the, the thing that sticks out to me really like it's really adamant i'm really adamant about this and i'm really i really believe in this is that from the dawn of from the inception of the housing projects and what we know it to be 
you know, from it being low income, poverty stricken, drug riddled, you know, violence infested, like we were just forced to have the mentality of the grass is greener, you know? Oh, we need to get out the hood. Oh, fuck this place. We need to get out of here. This place is a shithole. Like, we need to go and we need to move to these areas that the white people built up. You know what I'm saying? That's what we were told. And that's what we were fucking made to believe. We need to move to these nicer areas. And who runs these nice areas? Who owns the stores in these nice areas? Who owns the buildings in these nice areas? Not us. You know? So we were always meant to believe the grass is green on the other side instead of the grass is green where where you water it. If we would take yeah, it, if, we, if we take care of our communities, if we, like you said, reinvest our money into those communities, reinvest into the people who are helping us make that money, you know, find yeah. some kind of way where, where, it, where you know, it, it could be government incentives for these people who give back to their communities, you know, because yeah. sometimes it's hard. Sometimes just because a person made it, yeah, they, they came up, but they also have a different type of lifestyle now. So they want to give yeah. back. But they can't always afford to give back regardless of how much they're making. Sometimes money is caught up in other things, yeah. you know. So if there's ways that these people can be helped to help their communities, like, let help me help you, you know. It's, it, we would all be better off, man. We would all be better off and everyone would be able to help each other grow. Everybody, like, a sense of community. Every, every neighborhood would be great. Because there's always, it doesn't matter what, where you come from, there's always somebody who made it. It doesn't matter what they made it as, a politician, a restaurateur, a model. It doesn't matter. Whatever. A tech guru. It doesn't matter. It's always someone who made it from somewhere, you know? And they didn't like it when they were growing up. Most of the time, they grew up in a bad area, you know, like the middle class is is evaporating, (laughs) you know what I mean? So most people are growing up in low-income housing now, low-income, low, like highly impoverished areas. So if there was ways that people can give back, like you said, and help build their communities and build help build the future, that would be amazing. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So, all right, cool. So, um, what what is your political party, man? What what, what are you running as? Independent. Independent. Okay, very interesting. And can you elaborate on to why? Um, because me personally, like, um. So language, language was my thing growing up, right? I love reading, I love math, uh, I love language arts, right? The um, understanding words, understanding how language um, affects emotions and drive action. Um, and so many of us just don't understand the language that we speak, don't understand the words that we use, right? We use them and our understanding goes based on someone else's interpretation and definition to us, uh, particularly our parents, our grandparents, you know, our friends and our teachers, right? So I grew up, democracy, um, a republic or Democrat and Republican, that they were completely opposite in that the Democrats wanted to help the poor people, the Republicans wanted to keep the poor people poor and only help the rich people. That was the ideology that I that was given to me growing up. But as I got older and started to just read and just pay attention and understand myself, one thing I realized was that number one, um, and to my experience and, and my knowledge, right, um, the communities that I've experienced, the people that I've spoken to who live predominantly in democratic areas have been poor for a long time when they've had democratic leadership they like hasn't been great change on the upside right now mind you um uh uh for six summers from age six to age 11 right from 95 from i mean from 90 to 95 i stayed in pennsylvania every summer with a, a white family um as part of the fresh air fund program right um and to my memory they were republican right 
but I remember them helping people in their community. I remember them doing a lot of the same things that I've heard from the, the Democrats in my life, particularly the black folk in my life, say that these Republicans and these white people don't do. I saw it with my own eyes the complete opposite, right? So, and again, as I started to just, those were my own experiences, but as I started to learn and connect what I was learning to what I had experienced, like connecting what I have read to what I experienced, I realized that there's no difference between a republic and a democracy. And actually, technically, a democracy comes out of a republic. Yes, it right? does. Um, yes, it does. And then as I, started, as I started studying nations, right, some of the greatest nations in the history of the world have been republics. Right, and so it's like, whoa! Like I can't, in good faith, call myself a Democrat, knowing like what this stuff means. I can't do that. And I can't also call myself a Republican, knowing what this means and knowing the impact that it has on my people. I can say that yo, I'm a Republican, and my people just because of sheer lack of knowledge will write me off. Right? I can, say I'm, I can say I'm Democrat, and by sheer lack of knowledge, they'll follow me, even if I'm leading them to a. Not to a better place. If you're leading everyone off the off the edge of a cliff, they'll still follow you. Everybody. And they'll still follow me regardless of just because party affiliation. Like, that's gang mentality. That's the same thing that so many people are saying we should be anti. So do you anti-gang. think... So do you think that... That people in urban communities feel like they should automatically be democratic? They should automatically... I agree. And that, I agree. That's a, that's a real thought. I agree. It's and that is a sickness. It, it is a sickness, and I, and and the problem with that, and a problem that I that, that I've noticed. A, not, I don't want to say a problem. A growing trend that I've noticed is that people don't realize what they're supporting. You know, yeah. people just say, "Oh, I I want this," so I and I think that they want this for me too. So that's what I'm going to get. You know, a lot of people these days want handouts. And that's what Democrats are looked at, looked looked at as, you know, as people who just want things given to them. You know, like, oh, I want free schools. I want free health care. They look like a lot of people look at it as like, you know, uh, as civil rights, you know, civil liberties that you should have as being a taxpaying citizen and someone who is a citizen of this great country that we're in. Um, these should, these should be your rights. You should have free healthcare. You should have free schools. You should have free all these things. You know, since you pay taxes and such, you know. Um, but the Republican Party looks at it as well. Why should it be free? Work for it. You know, I don't. Me personally, I don't see Republicans as bad and Democrats Democrats as good or Democrats as bad and Republicans as good. It's just different sides of the spectrum. You know, they just they they just want different things like. Republic the Republicans are, you know, capitalists to the core. Work for what you get. Build yourself up. You know, start from nothing. Like what Biggie said, from ashy to classy, right? Nothing nobody gave him anything. He worked it up. So what he did, everybody where we're from, everybody loves Biggie, right? They 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 most people regard him as one of the greatest rappers of all time. And he yeah. considered his if you look at if you ask him what his rap career was, it was a Republican career, right? He went from ashy to classy. Nobody gave him nothing. He didn't. He didn't know anybody in the industry, and they was like, "Yo, bro, I think I'm just gonna give you a record deal." He worked for it. You know, that's what he did. So, it's 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 hard for me to even be able to pick a party, just like just like it was for you. I'm I'm I think I would be a independent, just like you are. You know what I mean? Because it's just who who who's to say what is what? You know what I mean? There's so many different types of Democrats now. You have what uh, Democratic socialists. And all this stuff, yeah. like, like, come on, how does that even, how do you put those two things together, man? Like, I don't know, man, it's just, 
it's odd. It's odd that people from where, where we're from just feel like they don't have anything and they should be given things, so they feel like that they should be a member of this party. It's 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 kind of insane to me. <laughs> wow. Um, I hear you. Um, I think <clears throat> I think I think. So one of my goals, one of my objectives, is to create an actual free nation. Right, mm-hmm. whether the nation is big or small, whatever I said, like a nation, right? To create a free nation where people get free housing, free healthcare, they get free clothing, they get free education, they get certain free things, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's essential to living for a period of time. They get these free things with this free training so that they can elevate, understanding that some people just don't have it. Some people, right, in this country with the with the, with the disparity in money and wealth and opportunity to generate. Right now, mind you, we live in America, so there's tons of ways to generate. We can generate doing recycling, right? There's tons of ways to generate, but some people, based on their mental state, based on their capacity to learn, right, and just the wiring of their brain, they don't have the same opportunity. They might have the same opportunity, and you know how it is. You put two people in the same position, they're going to perform completely differently, even if you gave them the same training. Just because they, their capacity for processing and expressing that thing is different. Mm-hmm. Right, we could be in the same class, getting the same amount of tutoring in math or sports. We in the same on the same team, we the same size, with the same coach. We put the same amount of hours in, but you consistently score more points than me. You consistently are a better shooter than I am because the mechanism is different. Absolutely, I can only be the best I can be. My best, my my one hundred percent might be ten percent for you. And if we know that, right, and if we are in positions of leadership, then those who um, are fighting for certain free things. We analyze their life and do you really need it, right? And I think that's the case. Like, not to say people shouldn't get free healthcare, people shouldn't get free housing. It's like, does this person like what are the qualifications, right? And Absolutely. I think everyone in today's America, particularly in the urban community, should have mental health assessments because your mental health impacts your physical health, impacts your ability to work, your ability to even look for a job, right? Your ability to strive. Is driven by your mental, the state of your mental health. Absolutely, so I think we need more, absolutely more evaluations on that before we determine whether we should like cut certain programs because these people are lazy. It's like okay, that's a that's a term thrown at the people are lazy, but maybe they are dealing with deep depression. I know me, there was a time in my life when people called me lazy, but I was literally mourning my father, my sister, the loss of twins. I was mourning life in general. So yeah, you call me lazy, and like that's not going to help me not be lazy, right? Like. Absolutely. It's, why? It's not. If every if, look, if every child born is born with the desire to want more, every child wants more. At what point does that stop, and what happened that causes it to stop? That when you have adults or teens or teens or adults who you see not striving for more, something happened that caused that. It's not by accident, right? Um. So I think it's our moral right to lift our brother and our sister up if we can, and if we can't, then stand with them and try to rise together. Yeah, together we rise, man, like you said. That's my personal theory. And I understand how that's so controversial. Because I understand that there are some people who don't who don't put any any foot forward, who just use their mouth to ask for things and they be like, What effort did you put? I get that. All right. But even to me, even then, there's something wrong with there. There's something wrong if you are asking for something that you did not work for, that you did not earn, what is happening in your brain? Like, that's me. What's happening in your brain that you think that you deserve this, that you really deserve this thing that you are not putting any effort towards creating for yourself? Definitely, man. Like, with something you just said really, really stuck with me because I've been thinking this for a long time. You know, one of the biggest, biggest industries, if not the biggest industry, if not the number one thing in every industry is customer service. 
you know? 100%. And something that I've never seen, I've been a manager in a lot of jobs, man, and I've never seen in any industry I've worked in a a customer um, service person, manager, representative, anything ever be evaluated for like have like a mental health evaluation to see if they're qualified to actually help people to actually provide customers with the service they require at this job you know i think i really think in customer service based jobs that should be a requirement because if you're not mentally capable of dealing with what these people people, exactly with what they're putting on you and it breaks you because i've seen a lot like i've been in relationships with women and they come, they, they call me at, at the end of the day, like, like in shambles. Like, what's wrong? What happened? They had such a bad day at work. They broke down crying. And it's like, they just not mentally stable, like for this type of work. You know, they so many of us are see, I know so many. And, and that's and, and the customer service industry should really be an industry that like th- those type of people should really you know be paid <laughs> substantially more than they make the things that they deal with on a daily basis whether it's emails yeah. phone calls in person like the mental the mental stability that they have to have to be able to take all of that in for 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day at their job go home and not let it affect their family their personal life their outlook on anything else that is a skill, a talent. That is something that a lot of people do not possess. That is something that a lot of people will just... That's something that you really can't teach. You know, that's just something that's something that people have. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that uh, mental awareness, man. Um, but yeah, we, was, we, we were touching on the political parties. Uh, Let's let's get to the to the. So the only other, the only the only the only other thing I like, and it, it might drive me to your next question or a couple questions now. Um, the only other party I would do the Green Party. Green Party, you know what? I like the Green Party, man. I looked into them one time. I forget there was a lady running a few years ago. I forget what her name was. Jill Stein. Jill Stein, yeah, I believe yep. her name is Green Party, and I really liked her platform, man. She 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 didn't get any votes, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> But I really like it's bigger, so like, like the Green Party is clearly there are people who are who are aware. There are a lot of people who are aware. Um but there's so many people who are not aware like what the Green Party is. What what even does it mean when people speak about green? People like people some people really think money. Like, yeah, I'm about money. It's like it's 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 deeper than that. It's much um, deeper than that, man. Green, the world, the earth, the people, man. The earth. Exactly. And I think more people have to be educated educated on what the Green Party actually is. Right, particularly our generation, right, like forty and under, um, definitely got to be educated more on what is the Green Party because a lot of us really think it's only two options or three. Some people know that you know you can run independent, they think Republican, Democrat, or independent. Yeah. Right. Or working families, like you know, working class, like that's that's a cliche that's thrown out there. Working class, working class. I asked a question in an interview a couple weeks ago. Um, I answered the question. What about the people who are not working? What about the poor people? What about the father who's working odd end jobs? Right? He's not part of a quote-unquote working class. He's working. He's trying to provide for his family. He may be vending on the streets or something like that, but he's not making a certain amount of money. So he's still in poverty. What about those people? Yep. Especially these days where... The majority. Yeah. These days, these days, it's like 
Sometimes it's hard to get a job with certain people's situations, so they go to things like Uber and DoorDash and stuff like that, where they're making good money. You know, you can make really good money on these things, but it's yep. looked it's looked down upon because those are gigs. You know, those are not yep. actual jobs and careers. Yeah, careers. But why? Why? What? What is the standard for for like you know a good job? I'm I'm supporting my family, right? You know, you got to do what you got to yep. do. You know, sometimes having that freedom makes the person more happy than. Just working a regular nine to five, you know, like me personally, I'm a firm believer that I'd much rather make fifty thousand, forty, fifty thousand $50,000 a year and be happy, wake up happy to go to work every day than make $100,000 a year and every day I wake up like, damn, man, like I don't want to do this shit, bro. Like, yo, this that's sucks. crazy that you mentioned that. This dude, uh, Gary V, you know Gary V? I love Gary V, man. Gary I Vee love Gary Vee. That's I, my boy, I, I bro. Spoke, I spoke about that yesterday. I want you to come up when you come up to New York next time. You know, Gary Vee has a, has a has an office in Long Island City. Yeah, VaynerMedia, right? VaynerMedia. Yeah. I know. When you come to New York, um, come to New York sometime soon so we can go there together. Well, put a plan together and go to VaynerMedia and push a platform. Absolutely, absolutely, right? definitely, um, man. We can we can set that up. We can, after we get off, man, we can set that up. Uh, set up a date and we can definitely do that, bro. Dope. Let's do it. Man, to it. Um, but Gary Vee speaks about. What you just spoke about, how he you knows CEOs that make quarter million a year or more, but they have everything that a person could think of, right? But they're stressed, they're unhappy. And then he knows people who are making 30000 40000 a year, who take one or two trips a year, if that, but they're in utter bliss all the time. Absolutely. It's, in, it's gratitude. They're grateful. They're grateful for their time yeah. that they have, their freedom, you know? Not everybody, it is, all right. Something that I say, and people don't like this term that I use, but I say it anyway because I firmly believe that this is what a lot of people have, and it's a slave mentality, man. I 100%. think a lot of people believe like, oh, I need money, so I just have to work, 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 and yeah. how, how do you enjoy your life? You're not, you, God didn't put you here to slave yourself. You know, whatever, even whether you believe in God or not, however, evolution, if you think that Adam and you're Eve... You're not here to say... You're, you're not here to slave yourself. You're not here to work yourself to death. Enjoy your life. You know, enjoy your freedom. Enjoy your, your family. Enjoy your friends. A lot of people throw, just throw their lives away. You know, we spend eight hours a day at work, right? That's a third of our... If we live to be 100 years old... That's 33 years of our life. We spend at work. Then if we sleep for eight hours, that's 33 years of our life we spend in bed, sleeping. You know? So that leaves 33 years out of 100 to, that, you that you actually live. And in that time, are you really living? Because you still have to eat. You got to travel to and yep. from work. You know? Yep. You're like, sometimes you're sick. You know what I mean? So yep. are you really enjoying that life that you're living? Or are you just existing? And most people are just existing, unfortunately. And that's part of my platform. That's part of my life work is to help people get to a place when they feel that they are truly living. They are enjoying life. With all of the curves and turns and twists and bumps and trials and tribulations, enjoy life. Enjoy life, man. You only get one. That's my ultimate thing, bro. Like, enjoy life. Be free and enjoy your life because you don't know. Like, you don't know when this physical life of yours is up. You don't know. You don't. You can wake up with all the plans in the world, all the ambition in the world, and choke on a chicken bone. <sighs> and it's the, true story. it's the wildest things, man. It's, it's like, true story. True like, you'll be in the greatest health, the greatest shape. You, everything is going for you. You probably, 
everything is working out, and you choke on a fucking chicken bone. Mm-hmm. Like, it happened. You mm-hmm. fall and you bump your head. You get in a car accident, right? Like, something crazy, like, out of the blue happens, and it happens. And so, because I know that it happens, right, um, I do my best to, to, to live, man, and not hold grudges, not, not keep anger too long, um, let it go, because... Especially, like, with people that I love. Like, we get into arguments, we get into disputes um, with those around us, our friends, our family, and our community. And we hold that, right? I'm not speaking to this person because of this. And then the person goes, passes away, and then you're like, oh, I wish y'all would have more time. I wish y'all would have said sorry. But it's like, nah, do that while do that while you're alive. Do that while there's life still here. Like, enjoy your friendships. Again, especially those you cherish. Now, there are times when you have a disagreement with someone, and you, you like what's the value of, like, like you evaluate the value is this relationship valuable is it worth the effort and if it's not then you let it go but you don't hold a grudge you let it go mentally emotionally send a person their way peace we were here while you lasted we, our friendship hopefully served a good purpose if not then so be it but it's time to move on that's it you, learn from, you learn from every situation man even if it doesn't work out like like you just mentioned a minute ago Gary Vee man well, another thing that he preaches is that he loves to fail I'm the same way man yeah. Like, if I fail at something, cool, that's great. Now, I just have to figure out how to make it work. You know what I'm saying? Because once once I succeed, it's like, all right, well, it's that's over. Time to move on to something. That's, that's your story. You know? So, yeah, absolutely, bro. Like, happiness, man. Like, if you're not happy, then why are you doing it? You know? Like, every everything is a relationship. Whether you're at work, you know, and at home, it's all a relationship. So, if you're not going to... Why would you be in, in an unhappy relationship with your spouse? You shouldn't. It's It's, it's toxic. Same thing with your job. Why would you be in an unhappy relationship with your job? You hate your managers. They hate you. You know, like you're just there to catch it, get get a check. That like you know, it's 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 not good, man. It's it's not a good way to live. It's not a good way to live. And people people need to focus on the happiness, especially in their communities. You know, helping each other, each one teach one, and then we all be better, bro. Fight this depression and all that crazy shit. You know. But um, 100%. yeah. Let, let's 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 sway back to uh back to back to something that you're doing, you know, with your um with your campaign and everything. And uh, I really want to know what your views on something is because I asked you your views on you know the state of urban communities earlier. Asked you on how you feel about uh po- people uh policing the communities they're from. I want to know what your <laughs> what's your ideas on um you know President Trump, man. What do you, how do you feel about uh? about him what he's done do you think the public's personal feelings towards him you know overshadow whatever he's accomplished in his first term as president um to be quite frank and honest i don't have any thoughts about trump interesting like, i don't um personally i don't have any thought i don't have a negative thought i don't have a positive thought i don't have any thought um i don't pay attention now someone said oh that's bad how you say you want to run for office you don't pay attention i mean i pay attention to What's happening in my community? I pay attention to what's happening in my city. But don't you think Trump's state. presidency affects um, your community and affects your city? No, absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. But my concern more than Trump is whoever's following his ideals, right? Whoever's whoever's following his ideology, um, if it may be negative, and if, if 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 he may be having a negative impact on my community, my concern is more with the people allowing that, the people following that um, example. Right, so some things I know about Trump. I know that uh, Trump has um, <laughs> he's had a a, a a a history. That's a word. That's a good word. He has a, he has had he has a history of disrespecting 
um, women um, and people, I would say, not in his financial class. Okay. Right? Um, he doesn't, I don't think he cares about race um, at all. I think he definitely thinks that people from certain ethnic backgrounds are beneath him. But I think he thinks that more so than your race, than, uh, or more so than where you're from, as opposed to what you've accomplished. I think he respects, I think, I don't know. I think he has respect for what I've seen and read over the years for people different than him who have achieved financial success. I think he respects them as a business person. I think he respects business. Um, in that still, I think that he still thinks, for example, if we're going to use black and white, if Trump's a white man and I'm a black man and we're both rich, I still think that he thinks he's better than me just because and he deserves more than me just because. Interesting. Um, so that's pretty much, you know, my thought. Again, I don't have too many thoughts about Trump. Um, I knew going into the election um, what he was. You know, um, I've been reading about Trump since a kid. I've been hearing about Trump since I was young. Um, his businesses, his failed businesses, um, all of the things that he was uh, um, alleged to be doing, to be engaged in. Um, and it was like, okay, like, I mean, what different than the, the, the 44 others or the 43 others who, did, who look like him? And that's, that, that's something I completely agree on. You know, I really think that people... The more the the more access people have to creating media and seeing media, the more everything is going to get bashed. You know, people oh, all know Trump is this, Trump is that. Well, I mean, John F. Kennedy was a, a lot of people remember him as a great president, right? Oh, you know, he started Medicaid and you know helped in the short time he was here. You know, he helped us do a lot of things and cool. He was also cheating on his wife with Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> so like. That's adultery. It's a sin. It's 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 frowned upon in the presidency. You know, um, it's an, I, I believe it's an impeachable thing. You're not supposed to do that kind of stuff. So he he wasn't you know the greatest, most trustworthy person in the world. I mean, I'm not I'm not bashing him. I'm not talking bad upon a man. You know, God rest his soul. But um, my thing is this: everybody talks bad about Trump. You know, and all of these things that he, he's he's done, and a lot of times, you know, because I feel the same way you do. I don't give a shit about this man like like people like oh you know the things that he says and the things that he does and i'm like okay well we've majority of the time our country's had judges and lawyers as presidents he's a businessman yeah he's he, he, he walks into the oval office the same way he walks into a boardroom with the same demeanor yeah. the same attitude you thought you thought he was going to change the 40 years of tactics he used already to do these four years no he yeah. got he got well, to where he's at. Right. Exactly. He got to where he's at being this person. By being blunt. Exactly. By being blunt. By being one hundred percent blunt and saying whatever's on his mind, even if it gets him in trouble. Exactly. So why would he change now? You know? Yeah. Why? And that's and that's and, and that and that mentality of what you're speaking about right now in the general public, that's the reason why so many people don't understand the presidency. Cause they think is is one way, but the president is just someone who's I uh, guess selected, right, to run an organization, to run a corporation. And if you talk about you want to get out of debt, and we said we all know this debt, then um, I don't think a lawyer can help you get out of debt. Right? Yeah, not exactly, in not in that way. No, I think a businessman would be much more qualified to. Uh, exactly, even even if even if that business person severs certain relationships. Exactly, right? You know? Severs certain relationships, and even if that business person offends certain people, it's like, yo, listen, man, my my personal platform number one, um, taking away from Trump, changing the title a little bit. I'm from the hood. Right, mm-hmm. I'm from the hood, and I know people in the hood 
who you bring opportunities to. Yo, we got a job over here. Yo, I don't want to. Somebody's like, yo, I'm looking for a job, man. I got to bring some money. Yo, call me, collect some bottles. I don't want to collect no bottles. All right, go do construction. I don't want to do construction. All right, help me sell some incense or sell some books. This is me personally, right? Help me sell some books. Help me sell some incense. I don't really want to do that. So what you want to do? I don't know. I just want to make some money. I just gave you seven, eight ways to make money. You don't want none of them. Exactly. Right? So our people in our community, going back to what we spoke about earlier, who, and again, I think those are those people have mental issues, right? But regardless of what, they're still there. They still exist. They still take a space. They're people who are, quote, unquote, not pushing forward. They're showing no effort to want to achieve. This is true. Right. This is true. But but um, I don't want to cut you off. But yeah. go, going back to like what we said about Gary Vee, he also says this too. And I agree with this, man. This is a, a thing. You, not everybody's built to do things. You know, 100%. when you said help me sell incense, help me sell books, some people are not born salesmen. They know I can't sell. I'm going to be out here and the time I'm spending trying to do this, I could be actually going out to some job applications, going to do this, you no, know, because they know they can't sell. They're just not that kind of person. They're not, they don't have that entrepreneurial spirit. You know, other people, yep. like you said, oh, let's go do some, some construction. They're not into that hard labor stuff. They know they don't like the way their body feels. They don't even go to the gym. You know what I mean? They don't like the way their body feels after they work out. Absolutely. They don't, they don't like it. It's not them. They want to make some money. It's not that they don't want to be able to feed their family. They just don't want to feel like they're dying and killing themselves for it. You know? And absolutely. sometimes, so like, then, sometimes so you got to do what you got to do, though. Sometimes you do have to do what you got to do. Absolutely. But then there are people who are not even doing that. This is true. Those are people I'm talking about. Those, Those are the people true. who are not even doing anything. The people who are not trying to do a hustle. They, they're not trying to. They're not trying to fill out the applications. You tell people, yo, go to this organization over here. They've helped 500 people in the last six months get jobs. Like I don't really want to go there talking about it. You bring applications to people. Like yo, here I, I found an application over here. Here, fill it out. You don't even look at the application. Like I don't. Right. So again, um, I think there are many people like that that I've personally experienced on my own. And I've had conversations with people like that, you know, um, and it's like, you know, and like you said, everybody's not, everybody is not, uh, not only everybody not built for the same thing, everyone is not meant to quote unquote succeed in the same way, right? Success with someone else, literally, they're happy just floating, floating through life. They're happy floating through life, um, maybe barely making ends meet, right? Sleeping on someone's couch or sleeping on... You know, on the train, they're, they're, that's some that's happiness for some people with no worries, no worries, no attachments. I'm just I'm just existing. I'm just here. Interesting, very interesting. That's a real life, right? Like it, we could say, oh, that's messed up, but it's really people like that. Absolutely, absolutely. There's there's people like that all over the world, you know, and all and it's crazy because it's given a stigma, like oh, you know, oh, you're ghetto if you don't want to do this, or you're like you're from no, there's people like that everywhere. You know what I mean? Everywhere. Like there's white people who live in their grandparents' attic and who don't do nothing but this cereal. There's people TV. who there's trust fund babies and they're like, fuck it, I got money. I don't have to work. But no, that shit's gonna run out, bro. Like you might have money now, but what's your kid gonna have? You don't have any work yeah. ethic. So what are you gonna teach them? And then you're not gonna have no more money left. <laughs> so what are, what are they gonna do? They're gonna be in your in, in their grandmother's attic. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like it's it, 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 a lot of people I think people just need to know like Sometimes you got to eat the shit, man. I mean, and I I don't think that you should do it forever. And I mean, after a certain amount of time, it's like, bro, you've been like, like, you might like to taste the shit because you ain't did nothing about it. But 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 now that's where, but now that's where the responsibility of community comes in to inspire, to inspire. Because if I know inherently that every human wants more, right? Something we spoke about earlier, every baby, you ask a baby, you want more of this, you want to stay outside longer, you want to. 
given the right circle, they're going to say yes. Yeah, I want more food. I want more juice. I want more breast milk. I want more this. I want more that. I want more toys. I want more. If that stops, it's a problem. So as a community, right, from regular community citizen to elected official, right, to whoever in between, it's our responsibility to then sur- surround that person with people who are doing something, with people who are similar situations, maybe similar circumstances, and who are doing it. Something different, different things, right? Someone who made it, someone who's doing sports, someone who's doing law, someone who's doing um, different uh, art, someone who's doing... Whatever the case, tech, yeah. right? Just to surround people and fill a community with love. And then ultimately, um, because again, I think inherently we all want more. Um, sometimes that desire for more is smothered by sadness, smothered by grief, smothered by rejection, right? Fear of being rejected, fear of not being good enough. All of that stuff, I think eventually the confidence rises. You see people around you doing it, the confidence rises. Confidence. And you're either trying it or or you just grow old and you die. That's That's, that's it. That's do it like what, what Fifty huh. said. You get get rich or die trying. He got rich, right? Those right. that was two. Those were his two options. Get rich or die trying. And like you just said, confidence. That also plays a major role because a lot of times it's not that somebody doesn't want to do something. It's that they're scared of how they're gonna be yep. viewed as doing it. You know, yep. like selling incense or selling books or whatever the case may be. That people walk past them like, oh, what are you doing out here? Da da da. They they. Yep. It's an ego thing or just a a. a What's it called? Self-esteem thing where they think that's lesser or it will make them lesser or whatever the case may be. Or it's not their own business. They're helping you sell the incense and the books and the waters and, you know, the different types of things. And it's not their idea. So they think that that you're their boss. They think that they're they're working for you instead of working with you. You know, that's a big problem with people, especially in our communities. They just think that everybody's always trying to take advantage of them or get over on them. Well, no, no, like one hand wash the other and both wash the face. We need each other, man, to build and grow, you know? Yep, 100%. It's like that everywhere. And um, as far as like what we were speaking about a moment ago with, um, you know, having like the free healthcare and the free schools and uh, the different things, that plays into... um, you know, I see that you like uh, AOC, man. That plays into her her ideals with this uh, Green New Deal. Yeah, man. Think about that. Um, so, so I think so. Nothing is new, right? Nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember. I don't. I don't know what year it was, but I remember the UN had uh, made a promise that by twenty, I think about 2010, 2012, or twenty something, twenty twenty maybe that they will achieve um, uh, MDGs, Millennium Development Goals. Right, they had the MDGs, they had the Millennium Development Goals, where the United Nations said they would um, free healthcare, right, reusable energy, you know, solar energy. Yeah, yeah, they uh, 2030, they said 2030. No, 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 I think it was before. It might have been before that. Might have been 2020. I don't know. Anyway, hey, whatever it was, yeah, whatever it was. Whatever the time frame was, um, um, these ideas was. Imposed. These ideas were shared, they were created, they were imposed that this is what we're going to do as a world, right? So I think the, the quote-unquote Green New Deal follows a lot of those ideologies. So I don't say this is AOC's Green New Deal. I can say maybe she put the turn to it, but even, um, like you said, Jill Stein has something like a Green New Absolutely. Deal. Absolutely. Right? In both her presidential um, campaigns, 2012 and 16, she had implemented 16. the Green New Deal. Right. And so I don't think this is AOC's Green New Deal. I think she is obviously a congresswoman who is taking the rain, taking the mantle, and still pushing it forward. And I think it's necessary. I think we need to look at environment. We need to look at how we use energy different. Um, yeah. 
and, and, and on so many other levels, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm for it. I mean, but yeah, it sounds good. You know, it looks good on paper when you're like, oh, yeah, free this and free that. How do you back it? How do you? Because a big thing with us is, you know, these are federal programs. Federal programs are funded yeah. by taxes. Who, who, who's, who's paying the taxes? The people. And the majority of the people ain't got the money for more taxes. You know, that's why we're trying to get financial aid to go to college. All right. You might be giving us free college, but you're raising the taxes. So isn't that going to pretty much balance out of what I would have paid back to my financial aid when I'm paying in tax, the, in the tax increase? You know, so like how how do you justify these free these free things without, so, you know, without so, so causing me so financial struggle? So um, I can give an example. Um, I, I think with the Green New Deal, with these Millennium Development Goals, I think it forces us to rethink how we think about life and living, right, and paying rent and all these things. So I can give an example that I use often. I'm a writer, right? Um, I charge for my services, mm-hmm. right? Copywriting, proofreading, um, script writing, book writing, um, essay writing, you know, cover letter writing. I charge for my services, right? But now I charge my services. Why? Because I need to pay rent. I need to buy food. But now, if you are in a position where you are growing food, let's say, right, and if you can offset my cost of buying food, now you may get your services for free. Then I get my food for free. And so it's like a quote-unquote barter system. Now, clearly, yes, there are bills, right? There are bills that people have to pay, but I think with the Green New Deal, or my idea of it, my interpretation of it is that in the Green New Deal, we eliminate some of the bills. Some of the bills that people have to pay, that people are making money, that people have to work to make money for, that money has to be generated for to pay these bills. With the Green New Deal, we alleviate some of those bills. We alleviate uh, Con Ed bill, right? We alleviate some of these bills, some of these expenses that we have become non-existent, null and void. If we adopt, again, you know, to my interpretation, and maybe I could do some more reading, some more research, absolutely. But from what I understand of it now, um, taking on that approach then decreases the need for certain expenses, um, and I think to me that that leads to a more holistic way of life, and a more communal way of life. Interesting, very. We're interesting. truly building community together. We're still living, right? You're still living. You still have the food that you want, that you need to sustain. You have the clothing. You still have everything that you need. But the the, the in and out money back and forth is now is different. It changes. It, 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 it again to me even um, you got to rewire your whole perspective on what it means to live to exist in today's age this is true interesting very very interesting point of view you have on that you know um i was looking at it like as far as like the schools like giving free schools free college tuition everything like that like how do you pay these quality teachers to teach in these back to what we said earlier in these community colleges you know um because private schools like the private colleges they're not going to be free you know what i mean ain't nobody going to harvard for free you know so these community colleges how do you get these quality teachers who want to stay there and get receive a tenure to to mold these minds? You know, and something I thought about was not necessarily giving free college, but giving free degrees in what we need. Like if somebody wants to go to college and be a freaking an app developer, we have to have, we have app developers out the ass right now. They're everywhere. There's little kids developing apps. Why would that be free? Hey, we already have a lot of those. Something that should be free to me is if somebody wants to go to school and become an educator. You know what I mean? Yeah. That should be a free degree. Something that we need more of. Someone wants to go to school, become a pediatrician, quality pediatricians, like things like that that we really need more of. Those types of things should be free, in my opinion. 
that would offset the cost of a lot of things. And then in return for that, you would give them a car. It's, it's, it's like with truck drivers. They'll put you through school to get your CDL on the basis that you sign a contract to work for the company for a certain amount of years. You know, quality teachers will give you the free schooling, get your free degree, great uh, credentials. If you agree when you graduate to teach here for a certain amount of time or to teach in this underprivileged school for a certain amount of time, like, you know, a two year contract or something. I think I think I think um, I like to use Queensbridge as an example. Well, I love Queensbridge because I mean it's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. It has so many people. That's the reason I love it so much because of the amount of people that has. I, I've been in towns, and I'm sure you've been in towns, right? With that has less people than Queensbridge, right? That has less people than Queensbridge, but they have their own economy, right? They have their own businesses. They have less people, so they look at they they have their own town. Queensbridge is not Queensbridge is a part of Queens. It's a it's a neighborhood. I mean, it can be it can it can be considered a town. But anyway, I like to use Queensbridge. Uh, 3,444 apartments in Queensbridge. Two to three people, sometimes four and five in each apartment, right? But 3,444 apartments, I did the math myself. Mm-hmm. Right? 3,444 apartments. Let's say there's two people in each apartment. What's that? Six? Well, that's uh, whatever that number that's is. 6,800. 68. 6,888, right? Mm-hmm. 6,888, right? Two people. If each person gave a dollar, right? Just a dollar a month. 6888 a month, right? A couple of people could get paid off of that, off of that community contribution. A couple of people could generate a salary to educate. Absolutely. Right, or to provide health care. Right. So I think again, true a true communal mindset, a true understanding of what it means to be a community. We fund ourselves. So now we say, oh, that's bad because that's taxing people. And they're already paying taxes. But I think again, from council to Congress, right? That's something we gotta work together on. Like lowering these quote-unquote, forced upon tax that everybody got to pay that they're not even benefiting from and it's create more a communal tax program where people in the community, the services they need for that community, they are paying into that service collectively. And if you can afford more, for example, if let's say I'm an educator but I'm also an author, let's say my books are selling crazy. I'm making, I'm making buku bucks off my books. I may be able to now teach for free. Mm-hmm. I'm offering my education services to my community maybe one day a week, three hours, I'm doing a three-hour class one day a week on Thursdays that's for free. I don't, I don't take no pay. So that the money that the community contributed, that money goes to someone else who may not have the other business that I have going on. So they might need that salary. And I think if we could adopt that mindset, then that can that's how we can get to free education and free housing and free health care. Well, again, with, a, with constantly having town halls, constantly having community meetings, like, okay, what's the progress in your situation? Because you can't stay in, you, you don't need free housing forever. Mm-hmm. Now you're really living off the land, and it's not yours. We share this. So you got to pass it on to someone else. You got to elevate yourself, be elevated to a position now where you can help pass on. But pay it forward, man. To someone else who needs it. Pay it forward. Exactly. Um, but I think that, that mindset, that communal mindset, that everyone chipping in, whatever they can afford, whether it's a dollar or ten dollars, say what they do at church, you pay tithes. Pay tithes. Pay taxes to your community. I love that you and just brought, said church, man. I love that you just said church because, <laughs> like, Paying tithes in church, right? Cool. You're paying it. You're paying for the, the services. You're paying for the pastor. You're paying for, I don't know. Paying for the building maintenance, whatever. I don't know what the hell. But like, what <laughs> tithes go towards? I have no idea what it goes towards. I don't know. But one thing I realized is that in communities, people hold the local church in such a higher regard because they're looking Absolutely. for a blessing than they hold yep. the local community center where they can create yep. a blessing. Ha! 
Wow, that's powerful. They hold the, the brother said, they hold the local church in a high regard because they're looking for a blessing. Then they hold the local community center where they're the ones who create the blessing. Wow. Like, that was powerful. And I, I firmly believe it. I firmly believe that like, community centers in local neighborhoods should be incorporated with their local schools. Like, if the community centers in Ravens, like from where we're from, Long Island City, if community centers from Ravenswood and Queensbridge were like incorporated with PS 111 and PS 76 and IS 204 and all these other local schools that the, the, the children there go to, it would be so much better. You know, local teachers go after school, they have just the, they go to the local community centers in there and teach after school programs, teach night classes with actually actual teachers who have degrees and 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 credentials and everything, you know. And it could be teachers from the neighborhoods, you know. And like you said, if everyone put it up and up, put up a dollar, it would yep. it, like it, it, you you would be able to to fund it. You'd be able to buy the books that these teachers need that they can't take out of the schools, yep. buy the computers that they need to teach the kids that they can't you take out of the schools. You know, create a good library in your community center because not every, every not every neighborhood has a library. Sometimes we're lucky enough in Queensbridge and Ravenswood to have libraries in the hood, in the projects, but not everywhere is like that. Well, Some no, places have well, to go no really more. far. Not no more. The Queensbridge, the old Queensbridge library is a tech lab and Ravenswood library has been closed for years. Oh, wow. But, they, they built the library in between. They built the library in between, though. But PS One Eleven is a huge. Library. Yeah, right there, that huge library right there. Yeah, but it's yeah. still it's still local. You know what I mean? Within like a uh, yeah. couple block radius, you can get it from either either uh, projects. You can get there. You know, yep. I've been in places like I was in the Bronx. I lived in the Bronx for a short period of time, a couple of years, and I lived on One Hundred Seventieth Street and Clay Avenue, and pff, you had to go. We had walk, I don't like ridiculously far to get to a library. You know, wow. it was it was it was retarded. Even even I lived in um Greenpoint right there over the Pulaski Bridge, you know, in Brooklyn yeah. in Brooklyn and going to library there. Oh, bro, far like it was it was crazy. You had to get on a bus, you know, oh, so wow. it, it was it wasn't it wasn't a community library. So I feel like community centers should have much more to provide the community than a basketball court. You know what I mean? Absolutely, 100%. And kids need to exercise. Great. That's cool. But why not have a local fitness center inside the community center? You know what I mean? So people can go there and and they can work on their health. And because a lot of people feel like discouraged going to somewhere. They don't know anybody. They feel like people are staring at them in the gym. If they're around their friends and their family and people they see every day in that gym, they'll be more prone to, to, to actually working on themselves and bettering themselves. Yeah, more comfortable. Exactly, more comfortable, man. Being comfortable in your community, like that's the key word here. That's that's, that's been the predominant word yeah, yeah. in community. Yep, and it's funny that you mentioned all of that because that's all part of my plan. That's all part of my quote unquote platform. It's literally is a C. So it's a CBD plan, community community based development plan, community based development plan, right? Um, in like Queensbridge that. particularly, like I think the Reese, right? The Reese, um. I was talking to someone about it the other day. I had a vision years ago of building up on the Reese and making that uh, Queensbridge University school, true mm. school, high school, college, right? Queensbridge University. We teach, we teach the arts, we teach the sciences, we teach music, we teach history. We teach so much. But from a Queensbridge perspective, Queensbridge outlook, right? Perfect. Like, That's people, people, people always said Queensbridge University. And I think about the Reese, right? 
why can't you build up? Because any one thing I know about land is anything you want to build is a way to do it. It just costs money. You might even have to break land, you have to re re-level it, you gotta dig a little deeper, but mm-hmm. it can be done. Because rich people do it all the time. They go to places where something that's completely different, right, is existed for hundreds of years and they build something completely different on top of it. Yep. And they went under the they went under the land and the earth and did all of this. So look it be look done. at the New York City subway <laughs> system. <laughs> look, and on a, and on a, exactly, right? New York City subway system. All types of tunnels, six, seven trains going through one direction. Like it's crazy. Yeah, within right? inches of each other passing within inches, like crazy. But with Queensbridge University building the reach up, then on the other side, the nursery built up, and that's Queensbridge Academy, right? Nice. That's elementary school through middle school. Nice. So now we have two education in the community being funded, fueled, run, and um, occupied and educated by people from the community. Or at least someone who knows someone, right? Maybe all the teachers are not from Queensbridge, or maybe somebody from Queensbridge recommended this person from Astoria who they knew, who mm-hmm. they went to school with, and they teach him. So it's still fans, still people who look like you, still people who reflect your demographic, mm-hmm. right? That's part of my long-term plan, long-term vision for Queensbridge. But even in general, um, just in life, in any community, I think the education, I think, again, what is a community? They have businesses, right? So economics, education, and health. And housing. Those are the four essentials, right, that make up a community. Housing, right, the economy, right, the health, the care of the health of the people, right, and the education. Absolutely. And then you could throw in all the other things about religion or spirituality. And then you could throw on the extracurricular activities. And then you could put on the sciences and all of that stuff. But all that's part of education. All exactly. That's part and, of and all that is the center, like you said, the center of the community. And what were we just speaking of? A yep. community center. Community building center. on the community center. Why is the community so center not really the central nervous system of, of that community? community? You know? 100%. Like, like we because, have they schools, really, because they really are. Yeah. Like, there's always... In, in, in New York, especially, there's colleges everywhere. You know? Yep. Why can't we have things, programs, and like like you said, building Queensbridge University, right? Maybe we don't have enough money to pay for, um, you know, high quality teachers and stuff like that. But what we can do is they got LaGuardia Community College right over there. They're teaching people how yep. to be teachers there, right? So why can't we offer yep. an internship program that provides credits yep. towards their schooling if they teach at the Queensbridge University or the Queensbridge Academy yep. and help mold these young minds? Yep. You know, yep. that that would be a, a wonderful incentive this? program. Absolutely. And how about this? Um, see, a lot of times I think we, we think about teaching the old way. We forget that we're in technology age. And this is where I know you come in at. You love tech. You're a tech guy. Absolutely. Right? So now instead of teaching, you got to have three teachers to teach three different classes of 30 people. You can have one big screen with one teacher on screen teaching 100 people. It decreases. It, it, oh, it costs a lot to have the screen. It costs a lot to have the technology. But you're not paying a teacher the same the same fee, the same salary to be present. Exactly. That one-time cost remo- removes the recurring cost of a, of a weekly pay, yep. like a payroll. You know what I mean? We just pay yep. it. 100, 100%. It. It's an investment. And, that, and, and even in that, so I'm running for city council, right? Um, I'll put this out there on your podcast, man. Um, no, hey, man. Shameless promotion, city bro. Council, do what you got to do. No, no, no. Hold on. No, uh, city council... Uh, salary is one hundred forty-eight thousand dollars. Okay. Right. Um. I think we could decrease that salary. Mm-hmm. Right. Even living in New York, I do not think we need that much money to live in New York. Especially again, if like me now, everyone's not like me, so I get it. But if you're like me, you have other things that you really you have things that you're really good at. So I don't need to make one hundred forty-eight thousand for my council salary because 
if I could make, uh, like, I, I'm, a, I'm a writer, I'm an author, I'm a filmmaker, I could be generating money off my films and my books. Mm-hmm. Right? And that goes to something Bloomberg did. Whatever you say about him, he took a dollar salary from there. Yeah, he was the billionaire. Because he had hundred yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so whatever you say, like I don't need the money. I just want to make some change. I want to run some things. And maybe but then it comes into but then it comes into the problem where they where they always throw this in there, conflict of interest. Okay, well you have a lower salary, but guess what? You're writing these books that they're putting in the schools, so you're really actually making extra money. Actually, one thing I do know is that um number one, just because you're an elected official is is a is a job. You can have another job. They can't stop you from having two jobs. Mm-hmm. You can have two jobs. The key, obviously, is when you are a policymaker, a lawmaker, all right, and you have decisions on where the money goes. Definitely, there's some things that are conflict of interest, right? But again, that's how you got to be really good at what you do, right? Um, so that now, because I'm really good at what I do, I'm selling my books to regular general people and other organizations, and I might be giving them to the school for free, like, right? It's way it's way to do it that everybody benefits. Um, because again, like if, if the idea is truly a true community, then what is your cost of living? What is your true cost of living? Not what you want. Where are you right now? Um, where, what is your, obviously what is what you want? Maybe short-term goal, right? Um, what you want, what's your, what's your short-term goal? How much money do you need to get there? And if your salary, right, is way more than that. Now, clearly again, everyone wants to live and everyone should deserve, um, uh, a satisfying life, mm-hmm. right? But the key is, the key is, example, perfect example. Elected official politician making one hundred forty thousand dollars a year, their teachers barely making forty thousand a year, right? It's like okay, like we could raise the, the the salary of others while decreasing the salary of others. Everybody be happy, and if we treat, if we, and if we live in a true community, then some of the things going back to the conversation before with the Green New Deal, some of the things that were once expenses are no longer expenses. And so, yeah, you, you're not making 148000 or maybe you're making 100000 but you're also not paying 30000 in freaking your electric bill for the year or whatever that case may be, right? Or, or however much you spend on food, you're not spending the same amount of money because you've got community gardening, community agriculture. And so you're spending a lot less to pay people to tend to the, the gardens and in, in the, in the land and the community, but you're also getting that food that you're not paying that. Instead of paying two hundred dollars a month, maybe paying fifty dollars a month to receive a parcel of food, a package of food. So, but based on what you're saying, um, it sounds like you're a socialist, man. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't call myself anything. I'm a person who wants to do better. For oh no, I know, I know. You, you don't call yourself anything. I'm just saying the listeners, when they hear it, they might be like, "Oh, he's saying he's independent," but this sounds like some pretty socialist ideals, you know. And so yeah, I think I, th- I think those people are crazy. But but those this people, but this is what AOC people, and Bernie Sanders say they, those, say they are. They say they're democratic socialists. And they have I the same ideals, very similar ideals as you. I hear it. And I think those people are crazy because they're about to terms created by other people who just want to label someone. Why just not be a human who wants to do better, like who takes on different ideas? Why does it have to be a term like, because you tell you're a socialist? Because other thought processes I have, you may say, Oh shit, you're not a socialist, you might be a monarch. Right? This is true. This is true. Well, I put Absolutely. yourself in the box. And so I don't I, I, I don't put myself in the box. I, don't, I do my best not to allow others to put me in the box because I don't put anyone in the box. I know that today what you think may change tomorrow. And what you think today about healthcare may be completely opposite of what you think about sports. Like sports, I think they should be a little bit. The best person should get the ball all the time. You're the best person you can win. You think you should get take the last shot. You should do this. Clearly make the best decision for the team. If you don't think you can make it, pass the ball. But if you're the best person, 
clearly by stats and numbers, I think you should be the one leading the team. So safe to say you don't believe in the eighth place trophy. <laughs> I don't believe in the eighth place trophy, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's don't that's 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 the new way of living, man. I don't know I about those stuff. And losing. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Absolutely. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And if you lose, figure out why you lost, strive to be better. Right? Um, but at the same time, I don't think because you lost, that doesn't mean that you're not good or you're not worthy, right? You just might not get this trophy. You can be celebrated for the attempt. Yeah, good try. Try again. Get back in the gym. Work harder. But you don't get the trophy just because you played. You get the recognition just for giving the effort, but the trophy is for the, is for, is for the winners. Absolutely. This is a competition at the end of the day. I don't like boxes. So, you know? Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting, man. Your views, your views have been very enlightening and inspiring, to say the least. Thank you, man. Thank you for the conversation. I, I don't really get to talk this deep with people. People don't normally go this deep with me. Hey, I'm man. Go deep. I, I'm always on my own, thinking deeply about so much um, that I really get to share it because I really have people asking me the questions. Um, they want me to share. Sometimes when you got to share on your own, you forget certain points, right? You forget certain certain little nooks and crevices in, in your thought process. But when someone asks you a certain question, sometimes you can go deeper. Absolutely, so, um, bro. I mean, I, I'm, I appreciate this. I'm a firm believer, bro. Like, it, the, the, the grass might be, you know, uh, pretty up the, at the top. You know, people might, you know, like what you just have to say up front. But um, the richest minerals are found the deeper you dig, you know? So... 100%. I definitely, I definitely like to get to the, to, to the root of everything. I'm a... I'm I'm definitely inquisitive, man. I like to you know I like to give the people what they want to know. You know what I mean? And um, I'm glad you 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 told us your views on everything today, bro. I really appreciate you coming through. Really appreciate you taking the time out to uh, enlighten us on everything that's going on with you. Once again, just let everybody know um, what's going on with you, like where when you're gonna be running, when your campaign is gonna start, when you're looking to start yes, it. Sir. Yes, sir. I got you. Um, but let's let's because in the question that you sent me, you you had a specific question. You had one question that you didn't go over yet. You asked, um, if I'm not mistaken, if I was president. Yes, absolutely. Yes, that that question. What would be the first thing I do? What would be? You know what? Let me let me let me ask you verbatim. If you were president, what would be your primary course of action? What would be the number one thing day one as president? You were just elected. You haven't even like you know, taking office yet, but you were just elected, what is the first thing you're setting your mind on doing? President of America, correct? President of America. The great United States of United um, North States of America. America. <laughs> if I'm president of the United States of America, the first thing I'm doing, well, you said what I'm doing on day one. On day one, I'm doing two things. One's going to come before the other, obviously, right? But on day one, I'm doing two things. One, I'm examining, <laughs> one, I'm examining what does reparations really look like? What does it look like to give black Americans five states in the South? What does that look like? All right, that's something that was proposed by Queen um, Queen Mother Moore back in, I think, <laughs> I'm bad with time frame, but maybe in the 50s or 60s, maybe when I think Kennedy or Roosevelt was president. Somebody was president, uh-huh. um, but she spoke about... Um, Reparations and just giving Africans a piece of the country, right? Just giving Africans like four or five states in the South um, to fill the, I think at that time it was like 20 million black people in America. Interesting. Um, um, so that's one of the first, like, example, like, what does that look like? What does that look like for, for, for the country? What does that look like for those states? 
right? Um, just ex- really examining that and having my whole office and the whole staff, let's examine this. Let's take some time to examine what this really looks like. I feel like that would look right? like segregation. <laughs> right? What is the impact of that? Right? And separate, right, to, to I think, I think everyone, I think there's so much strife in America and in so many communities because people deal with their own problems, their own trauma, their own issues, and they're being forced to coexist with people who don't share their same concerns. So, so that's that rise the tension. So I think I think how do you how do you stop your children from fighting? Separate them sometime, right? Yo, you go to your room, you go to your room, I'll come talk to you later, separately. But do you and then so would you understanding hold on, and you could do that understanding what point, what part did you play in this battle you have, what part did you play in this battle you have? Once you understand your own individual parts, then let's come together for mediation. And then as we mediate, then let's see, can you pass me some bread so I can make a sandwich? Then maybe we can eat together, break bread, we can share and exchange. So would these still be states, though? Would they? Would they still be? Would it be a situation where they're segregated or separated states, or would you give the uh, African American community their own nation, as you spoke of before? Like Puerto, like Puerto Rico is its own thing, but it's still part of United States of America, but it's not a state, you know. So their own nation. Okay, interesting. Very interesting. What I think, and I think that should be for the different groups of people. Yeah, yo, I think, again, power to the people. If people want to separate, man, they should be allowed to separate. The government shouldn't be like, oh, no, because it... No, nah, if people feel this disdain towards other groups of people, all right, let's figure out how we can help you separate. How do y'all get your happiness? How do y'all get to y'all bliss? Mm-hmm. California looked into, into it into recently. I didn't hear you. California recently looked into it. California recently looked into it, right? I think it's, it's a real thing. And I think it should be... We should put more attention to that. Um, and then with that, with that, on day one as president, I'm also everyone in America gets a mental health assessment. Let's figure out how long that takes. How how I don't know how that works. I don't know, Ooh, but I know we need to figure that's out. A costly, that's a costly. That's a that's a costly uh, expense. And does it have to be costly? Why? Because there are people offering free services. What is what does that look like? What there are, but the amount of time that takes for the amount of people that are actually offering free services, we've got over 300 million people in America. You know, let's no. even if it takes everybody one minute <laughs> to get assessed, which obviously it's not 300 like 300 million minutes. <laughs> minutes. <laughs> like, you know, like that's a long yeah. time. It's only 24 hours a it day. Is. People still have to sleep, eat. You know, so that would be it sounds amazing. And I think that everyone should be mentally evaluated. I think that everyone should know where they stand on the spectrum because a lot of people are yeah. unaware and a lot of people don't like to accept that they're just yeah. not right. You know, and I don't say not right. Like there's something wrong with them but they just need a little more help than someone else may need, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But that's what I would get. I would just look at it. Like, what does it look like? Let's put this on the table. Those are the two things I'm putting on the table day one. Reparations, right? Um, and mental health. Like, what is it like for everyone in America to get a mental health assessment? How long does it take? I mean, how much money does it take? Who do we have? Then how can we reduce service? How can we reduce costs? How can we maybe exchange, quote-unquote, rent or some services for the people who, you know, will be... Um, 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 I guess you could say performing service or performing the assessments, right? Um, conducting the assessments, rather, right? How can we alleviate one of their expenses so that they don't gotta? No, I can't. What does it look? Like? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in my knowledge of government to, to to be like, okay, that will cost this much. I don't know. Um, but I know that should be looked at. Very interesting. Very interesting. I completely agree with that, man. Definitely, definitely, bro. I I, I appreciate you making sure we covered that today. 
you know. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, man. Um, thank you for the talk. Thank you for having me on. Um, I'm super honored to be your first guest. I can't wait to see how it all comes together. Absolutely, man. Um, Again, it's first episode, bro. Like, yeah, you're the man. first person we've had on the show, and I really appreciate you taking the time out, man. Like, we've been flaking Nobody's before. Nobody's favorite. No, I love it. Yeah, man. Nobody's favorite podcast, man. This is what, this is what it is, man. You know, everyone's going to love yeah, it. Man, um, so I, I am uh, LaShawn Sugar Ray Marston. I'm running for city council in 2021, District 26. That's Queens. That covers Long Island City, Astoria, um, Woodside, and Sunnyside. Um, the election will be 2021. It could potentially be 2020 if the current councilman, Jimmy Van Brama, wins borough president seat next year. Then they'll have a special election. Um, but until then... And even in between then and even after then, man, I'm just here to build my community. Um, I'm from Queensbridge, New York, you know, um, and, and I just want to build. And I just want to build a society where everyone is happy. Everyone is happy with their life. Happiness, man. Peace, Peace and happiness, man. Peace and happiness. Together yes, we rise all day, every Together day. Together we rise. Appreciate you, King. Thank you, man. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate you, bro. Peace.